bring everyone together for a great time with the Nintendo Switch system. Get the whole family in on the fun with exciting games that everyone can enjoy, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and more. Nintendo Switch has three different play modes all in one system. Play in TV mode, tabletop mode, or handheld mode when you're on the go. Visit nintendo.com slash us slash switch to learn more. Games rated E for everyone. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Star Talk. Your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Bill Nye the Science Guy. For children of the 90s, that name stirred up an excitement for science that no school teacher could ever produce. Through his hit TV show, Bill Nye taught a generation of children that science is an integral part of all our lives. And much more than textbooks and tests. Now Now in the 21st century, Bill has become one of the most outspoken climate change advocates and purveyors of scientific truth. Climate change as we know it today is characterized by an abrupt increase in the Earth's temperature. Today, Bill and comedian Chuck Nice are here to answer all of your scientific questions. Prepare to have your mind blown. So grab your microscopes and fire up your Bunsen burners. It's time for a very special live edition of Star Talk Radio. All right. Thank you for joining us, all of you who are listening to Insight. My name is Chuck Nice, and of course, you heard from the very well-produced introduction uh, that this is a special live Star Talk radio episode featuring Bill Nye, the science guy. And it's all about Bill today, being, because Bill has a documentary. As a matter of fact, it's called Bill Nye, colon, science guy. And right now, without further ado, none other than the one, the only, the inimitable Mr. Bill Nye. Bill, how are you? Wow. Fabulous, Chuck. So good to see you. <laughs> it's been a little while, man. How's it has been? been a while. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, too. So I want to talk, of course, right away, and I see already people are- You want to talk I on the radio? I want to talk on the radio with you. And is, is that a novel idea? No, no. It's been done. It's been <laughs> but lead on. I, I want to talk about uh, the documentary, of course. Can you give us some insights? So I signed a contract. I have no creative control. Get out. Well, anyway, I, they followed me around for two years. Nice. Uh, that's you. They followed me around for two years, <laughs> and they, you know, there was some good moments and some uh, moments that make me squirm. Really? Yes. Can I have one of those moments? Just, well, I mean, not, not, I don't want to. I don't want a spoiler alert, but just maybe a. Well, the, when the they're asking of... me about uh, my family and uh, 
whether or not I had children uh, and why I didn't have children. The and personal so on. stuff. The personal stuff. The personal Very stuff. Very troubling yeah, well, for not, me. Well, listen, a lot of people don't know this about you, but you are, a very, you are a family guy in terms of you are passionate about your parents, their service to this nation, yes. the type of people that they were as educators, yes. the impact that they had on your life. Yes. I mean, these are things that I just know about you personally. Yes. <laughs> And it's in there. What it's, am I supposed? Yeah, it's all exactly. in there. <laughs> well, but I mean, a lot of it's in there. And right. so, uh, along with my um, interactions, can we say interactions on mm-hmm. the radio? So with uh, you know cre- creationists, climate change deniers, and so on. All right. So let's talk about that for a quick second, because everyone who knows you, including my own son, who is eleven years old. Who uh, uh, I was eleven for a while. For a while, I feel his pain. For you were eleven for about what ten months? Yeah, it was longer than that. Okay, <laughs> I had to think. Yeah, it was a little exactly. longer than that. I have to check. But here's the thing: it's so funny that um, they play your Bill Nye the Science Guy in schools today. Yes, and kids love it. You have an ability to connect and really excite. I love you, man. Bring it on, Chuck. Yes. Well, I put my heart and soul into that thing. You and, did. And it wasn't just me. You know, when you see the movie, you'll see Jim and Aaron are in there, the other the co-creators. Okay. But we had a fantastic crew that worked really hard, and we did this We did this show in a warehouse in Seattle, and right. I don't think any of us thought it would be this big a deal and have these kind of legs yeah, that man. your kids are watching 20 years later. 20 years later, my children are watching you in school, it's and by crazy. the way- with the same effect, being excited about science. Passion. Science. Science. So anyway, um, tell me how you go from Bill Nye, the science guy, where you walk down the street, and I've seen this happen. We were walking down the street, and people were like, Bill, 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 Bill. And I'm like, Jesus, that's got to really. <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, no. That's got to get old. Well, the, well, it's got to get old. Well, what you want is to interact with people uh, human to human. But right. if if all somebody wants is to um, shout your, or if they want something from you, like they, uh, to downstairs today, somebody wanted an autograph on a picture that he had printed, and the, but the reason he wants it is to sell it on the electric internet. <laughs> and so, uh, okay, you know, am I a commodity or a colleague? And it's all good. I mean, this is how you, this is your bread and butter, It's man. your bread and butter. Yeah. All right. So how do you go from this great educator, which you still are, and um, transition into what, what I know now is your passion, which is climate change, um, uh, climate instability, we should call it really, and uh, climate deniers, um, and educating the masses on... Can we call it imminent danger? Is it truly imminent danger? Well, that's the the problem. The uh-huh. feature of climate change is it's happening in slow motion. Okay. So you over the course of 20, 30, 50 years, it's just a little longer than you can get your head around. But yeah, so we had we had these catastrophic storms, very expensive. Yeah. Puerto Rico is a mess. Uh, Houston is badly damaged. Yes. Uh, and so Pensacola, Florida, these places. And so these are all going to cost money. <clears throat> and you can't tie any single one, any single weather event to climate change. But the big picture is we expect with the warmer ocean to have stronger storms. And that's what we've got. And so um, 
Uh, we also expect higher snowfalls in some places because the ocean's warmer, so more water evaporates in the nominally cold years, cold uh, time of year, rather, right. cold seasons. And so these are all things that you'd expect from the electric computer models that climate scientists write. And the striking thing, you if you watch, I hope everybody watches the film at least once. You know, you can go back and see it a couple times. Right. You know, buy a ticket each time. I'm here for you, man. <laughs> no, um, uh, there's a guy in the film, Joe Bastardi, who's a meteorologist, and he's a conservative uh, commentator. He goes on conservative television and radio and and says climate change isn't an issue. Don't worry about it. It's a small effect. Okay. But he apparently uh, missed a, a huge thing when he was in school. And by that, I mean, I'm talking about the greenhouse effect. Uh -huh. Carbon dioxide is a tiny fraction of the Earth's atmosphere. Okay. Uh, nowadays, 0.04%. 0.04%. is the same as 400 parts per million. Okay. People talk about parts per million. It used to be 300. Anyway, he apparently, listening to him talk, uh, believes that because it's a small fraction, this tiny fraction, less than half a percent, uh, rather, uh, less than half of a tenth of a percent. Right. He thinks that because it's a small fraction, it would have a small effect. But we all eat food, and that comes from green plants, which depend on carbon dioxide. Correct. And so uh, without carbon dioxide, the world would be about 30 degrees Celsius colder, which is the difference between liquid ocean and, and frozen, frozen ocean. ocean. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a huge thing that apparently he missed. It's fascinating. So... Uh, his degree in meteorology, and he kind of missed this. <laughs> he missed this in school. Whereas, you know, the strongest greenhouse gas is water vapor, right. to be sure. Uh, but carbon dioxide is right now, for us humans, the most important one. Mm -hmm. Because we're pumping it out and warming the world at an extraordinary rate. The speed, the speed at which we're warming the world is the problem. So now speed. One, of, one of the things, and, I, you know, listen, uh, guys, for those of you who are uh, on the phone, please hold. I see that. Uh, oh, it's lighting up. Lighting up. We've we've got lines lighting up, and we're going to get They're to. blinking. E we're going to get to every one of your calls. So, uh, but I just want to establish a couple things with Bill, one of which is um, the measurement of greenhouse gases in the air. Uh, in the atmosphere, um, people are like, well, how do we know? You know, how do we know that there's so much more of this so-called gas in the air? I mean, seriously, if you're so smart, how do we know? So go ahead. How do we know? Well, uh, what you do is the traditional way you can. Nowadays, there's means to detect carbon dioxide directly with uh, infrared light. So you beam it through the air, and carbon dioxide it gets uh, resonates, vibrates mm -hmm. at a certain frequency, and you detect the you fraction. You just detect the fraction right but there, the, yeah. directly. But you can, for you go to a company that that liquefies air, which mm -hmm. is very common. Liquid nitrogen is the, I believe, is the most common industrial chemical. Uh, liquid nitrogen. It might be ammonia, but anyway, it's it's very common. It's cheaper than gasoline. Because they take air and freeze it, and it turns to, or get it very cold rather, and it turns to a liquid, and then you can, it becomes a parfait, and you can see where the, how much see carbon, how much dioxide, carbon yeah. dioxide is there. This is not uh, it, it, rocket, not rocket surgery, but it, it is science. It right. is uh, technology, and it's complicated, but we understand it very well. Okay, so now that brings me to the next question, okay, and then I'm going to get out of the way and start uh, letting other people ask you questions, but I think it's important. 
So now that's how we know what's in the air. How do we know that there's so much more of this in the air? Oh, oh, oh. So watch the film, everybody. Bill Nye, Science Guy. It's at the Sunset Landmark Theater this weekend here in New York, New York. The town's so nice. They named it twice. So um, what is a very uh, compelling way to measure the composition of the ancient atmosphere is to go to the ice. Uh-huh. So people go by people, scientists, climate scientists, <clears throat> go to the ice in Antarctica and Greenland. Uh, sometimes, I guess, Siberia. Okay. Drill down, down, down through the ice and you, with a hollow drill bit. Mm. And by hollow, it's the diameter of, um, of a saucepan lid. Okay. I guess it's um, 20 centimeters in diameter. And you pull up a cylinder of ice, mm-hmm. a big a big tube. Ice stick. Ice stick. Well, not tube. Well, no, tube would be ice. empty. Right. So right. it's a right. solid cylinder solid of ice. Solid cylinder of ice. And you, it's very straightforward, especially if you, if you get your head just right and look at it carefully. You can see the layers of snow, and they're just like tree rings or analogous to tree rings. Mm-hmm. Every year it snows, uh, you get a layer. Every, um, every season there's layers, and you can count the layers, and they've counted back now 650,000 years or so. Okay. And then when you find that layer of ice, 650,000 layers down you know that that was ice from 650,000 years ago and they even when it's frozen as you if when you watch the movie Jim White from University of Colorado explains even when it's frozen it's 10% air uh-huh. so you can carefully analyze that uh, either by shaving it or melting it and assaying as they say keeping track of the gas and you can determine the composition of the ancient atmosphere. And that, look, everybody, what would you be doing right now if you weren't listening to Star Talk? You'd be watching CSI Poughkeepsie. Do they have that? Uh, yeah, it comes on right after Law and Order Elevator Unit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of CSIs, and that's a show based on science, based on inferring what happened at a crime scene on based on evidence. Right. So. Uh, this is the same kind of thing. When you find the the bubbles of atmosphere in the ancient ice, you're looking at the ancient atmosphere. There's nobody running around in Greenland with a hypodermic needle a mile under the surface squirting bubbles into ice. And it's not, I mean, this is it. When you find these bubbles, these chemicals, that is the composition of the ancient snow and the ancient atmosphere. The ancient, the atmosphere gets trapped between tines of snowflakes Mm -hmm. and then as it gets crushed down the the air literally dissolves into the solid ice it's fabulous you know as uh, this danish uh, professor acquaintance of mine says uh, when you're standing on the ice you're standing on a mineral near its melting point Ice is a mineral. It's a very cool that way is, of thinking about it. That is a very cool way yeah, of thinking yeah. about it. Because you think of minerals, you think of rocks. Yes, he's going way down deep yeah, and drilling. But he's right. It's a mineral. That's When it's at you know, minus 20 Celsius, it's pretty close to its melting point of zero Celsius. Sweet. All right, man. So it sounds to me like this is uh, pretty much science uh, that's settled. It well, it's settled in the scientific community. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, uh, uh, you know, then, then, then let's explore whether or not it's settled with our callers. Why don't we uh, go to the phone and take Skyler, who is calling from San Francisco. Skyler, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. And, Mr. Nye, it's a pleasure to speak to you. 
Uh, greetings. Are you a member of the Planetary Society? Is that what I'm seeing uh, there? I am the honorary member of uh, Planetary Society. I visited it uh, last month in doing research for uh, a science fiction novel that I'm writing. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, your work with the uh, solar sails and, uh, was very uh, important to me because uh, in my book I you know, used those. And So uh, a solar sail, everybody, is a spacecraft with a big shiny sheet that's so low mass, Chuck. Yes. How low mass is it? It's so low mass that sunlight gives it a push. And you say, well, light has no mass. How can it have any momentum? It does. Light is pure energy, and it uh, has momentum. And this is a consequence either of classical physics, pointing vectors and so on, or relativity. You get the same answer. So this is these ideas have been around about making solar sail spacecraft for decades. Yeah. And the planetary uh, Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency, JAXA, did it. And now the Planetary Society has done it, just citizen-funded spacecraft. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really wanted to thank you and uh, your team for the fabulous work that you do and for allowing me the pleasure of uh, picking your guys' brain. You guys are fabulous. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Skyler. Carry on. Thank you for uh, <laughs> your uh, support of the Planetary Society. We'll be returning in just one second. Stay tuned. More of Bill Nye when we return. Um, this is a special live Star Talk Radio with Bill Nye, the science guy, right here Thank in the studio. Chuck. I love you, man. Thank you, Chuck! <laughs> Yes. All right, let us, uh, hey, Mark, uh, Mark actually has a question. Mark is calling us from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mark, how are you this afternoon? Say hello to Bill Nye. Great. Hi, Bill. I've always wondered uh, about the rotation of the moon causing it to always show us its same surface, that if it rotated at a different speed, we would have uh, uh, deduced that we were a globe uh, thousands of years earlier than maybe we ended up agreeing. I was wondering, is the rotation... Sleep. Grocery shopping. Themselves. Just a few things working moms seldom have time for. And during tax season, you can add taxes to their list. So for all you working moms, make the easy switch to H&R Block and have an expert make easy work of your taxes. H&R Block guarantees your taxes are 100% accurate and your max refund or your money back. Plus, with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even have an H&R Block tax pro do your taxes in a block office or online from the comfort of your own home. Can your current tax guy promise all that? When you're buried under life's to-dos, let the experts at H&R Block stay on top of your taxes with a return that's right on the money and your biggest refund possible. Because tax season after tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Descriptions of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. 
And that's good because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Slowing down, speeding up. Uh, will a million years we see different parts of the moon from the Earth? Well, you're taking my word for it, but first of all, the moon and the Earth are what they call in gravitational lock. So the moon rotates one time for every single time it goes around the Earth, but it wobbles a little. So we actually see uh, 10%, 15% more of the, this side of the moon than the far side. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting little thing. And the moon is moving away from the Earth. It's not spiraling in, it's spiraling away. So in the coming millennia, you would expect uh, to have it smaller in the sky. But there's no hurry on this. Uh, It won't change much in our lifetime. And by the way, or BT dubs, as the kids kids say. The ancient Greeks knew that the Earth was round. Because they saw the shadow of the Earth on the moon during uh, a lunar eclipse. eclipse. And so they inferred, they realized that the only shape that always makes a curved shadow is a ball. So the ancient Greeks did not have any flat Earth notion that's unique to the last couple months. It's so, (laughs) yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of a new development. And uh, what what do you think about that? Where does that come from? Hey, flat Earth guy, go to the edge and take a picture. And send it, back, send it, put it on the electric internet. Right. We'll all see you're the edge of your flat earth. Dude, it's a ball. Stop You've it. You've got pictures. Right. Get over it. Get over it. Which There's by a, you can go any direction on a ball and not fall off. That's the nature of balls. Which, uh, yes, uh, yes. And I love the way you phrased it, too. Uh, let me, look, before you say anything, wait, uh, because Bill brought up flat earth and you do something on your show that was. For me, the best um, ex- uh, example of why the Earth is round ever. You took a small mechanical boat on a track. Uh, H.O. Railroad track. H.O. Railroad. put a boat on you it. You put a boat on it. And then you showed it going over the horizon. And mm-hmm. We had a curved track. A curved track. Curved, uh, uh, con- concave down. That is right. to say, uh, the middle was a hill. Right. And it mimicked the sunset perfectly, or a boat 
going over the horizon. Yeah, perfectly. yeah. So this is the when I was brought up with this myth that's it's very reasonable. Columbus and his contemporaries observe ships going over the horizon and disappearing and coming back, and he realized it must be a ball. Right. They didn't really, apparently, didn't really have a handle on gravity and why it was uh, possible, but uh, the. The ocean and the air and you and I and the ships are all held on the Earth's surface by gravity. That the air and the ocean is held on by gravity is kind of a step in thought. Yeah. But there it is. That's it. Here we are. Hey, Mark, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for calling in. Uh, did uh, Joe actually, Joe Barscotti, is that his name, did he actually make a prediction that the coastal weather was going to be getting so much worse that insurance companies stopped selling policies? Joe Bastardi? Uh, I don't think he made that prediction, no, but uh, I'm not sure. But Joe Bastardi um, uh, would not take the following two bets. I offered him $10,000 at a giant check printed at a company. I don't, I don't get any kickbacks. It's, I think it's called BigCheck.com. BigCheck.com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, For all your big check needs. And they people have big check needs. That's anyway, right. I offered him $10,000 that 2016 would be the hottest year on record. And that the decade 2010-2020 would be the hottest decade so far. He would not take either, take bet. either bet. And then he came back um, with this very complex thing about one and a half degrees if there's an R in the month or something. I, it, a very, it was, due respect to Mr. Bastardi, it was confusing counterproposal that I would, had nothing to do with my first two offers. Anyway, neither he nor Mark Morano would take these bets. So I was willing to spend $40,000 of my own money with these guys, but neither of them would take either bet. Very reasonable that 2017 will not quite be as warm as 2016 because the El Nino, the warming water, the warm water in the Pacific is not as warm as, it, as this year as it was last year. However, there's so much carbon dioxide being put in the atmosphere so fast. 2017 may still be 2016. Makes oh, it's exciting. It is. Ooh. In uh, a grim, creepy way. Looks like we got a little horse race happening. Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Horse race. Horse race of death. <laughs> I love it. Hey, let's move on. Hey, Mark. Thanks again. And uh, uh, let's drop down to Troy or Tony in Queens, which definitely must be here in New York City. And he has a question about um, uh, what does that say? An article about volcanic, volcanic eruptions. eruptions. Who doesn't Thank love you. volcanic Thank you eruptions? Thank you very much for taking my call, Bill. It's a pleasure talking with, with you and Chuck Nice. And yes, my question is regarding that article um, from the Edinburgh University. Um, it's been called the largest volcanic region below the Arctic uh, ice sheet. Mm -hmm. I would like to know uh, what's your take. Uh, how does this factor into climate change. Bill, before you say anything, let me just tell you, Tony, that uh, with your accent, the way you say ice sheet is my favorite phrase in the world now. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> in the world. And Chuck's got a lot of phrases a, that he really likes. <laughs> I can tell you from experience. But uh, so if there's, uh, there's a volcano under the ice, it, it would you would presume that it would uh, warm. They said there are many. They, yeah, they yeah. Volcan let's call it volcanism. Uh, nice correction. Thank you. Under the ice, uh, that would make uh, the ice sheet m slide down faster because it would make uh, the bottom of the ice, ice, either, ice sheet either soft or li even liquid, uh, liquid water. And that would accelerate the ice sliding off the Antarctic into the ocean, which would exacerbate sea level rise. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so um, it's another amazing, fascinating thing that we discover by sending scientists to Antarctica. And this is a perfect analog for me why you want to one day send scientists to Mars because they make discoveries by being there that you don't make otherwise. And I'm sure that this discovery has been backed up by satellites, by space assets, and the same will be true on Mars. So okay. uh, having the ice sheet slide into the ocean is, is going to raise sea levels, and uh, we have Miami, Pensacola, Galveston, Houston here in the United States, let alone all the developing world countries where the seaports are much more vulnerable. Right. <laughs> it's it's, I love this. Fun. I mean, seriously, this is almost as good as a bedtime story, which I, I, we should tell to my kids. Uh, hey, Tony, thanks a lot, man. And uh, um, keep saying ice sheets, please. The difference between an ice sheet and a glacier, if yes. you're scoring along with us. Let's go ahead. Generally, an ice sheet is sliding on ice. So it's uh, ice is sliding on water, whereas a glacier is generally ice on sliding on rocks, land, on soil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Generally. Hey, uh, I'm going to go ahead, and David from California says he has a question about GMOs. Now, David, I'm going to preface your question by saying this. Anybody who's calling in to ask Bill whether or not he is on Monsanto's payroll or whether or not he is receiving any money from third-party outside sources to say anything about GMOs, I can tell you right now I've already asked him that, and the answer is no, and then I'll let Bill tell you how he came to uh, his conclusions about GMOs. Well, before we start, what is David's question? Yes, I'm just saying. I'm prefacing <laughs> that, but I'm going to let you take it from there, David. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Thank you so much for talking with me. Of course. Um, so, my only question is, uh, I'm not sure if Bill is familiar with methyl bromide. <laughs> I mean, but, for uh, detecting carbon dioxide? Um... I know it's like a it's a huge ingredient in fungicides. And oh, that could be yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So fungicides, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just want to be an inspiring uh, farmer, okay. and uh, I know that majority of the big agriculture fields that have GMO crops are usually Roundup ready. That was a big. And, that was a breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my only question is like I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Dr. Paul statements. So what's your question? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand how you can be a proponent of GMOs when usually those are just able, like, the only reason those are around is to spray more chemicals into the soil. So you're, are, you saying, are you saying that methyl bromide is bad for the ecology because it's a fumigation um, uh, agent that they use? And, and is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and it destroys the ozone layer, which ultimately right. is, like, so, attributes to climate change. So you're a farmer, and it's all about money. Uh, kind of. It's more about feeding people. But. Well, okay, but you can't do it. You can't do it and lose money every season, right? No. My experience with this is, ge ge genetically modified crops are a tool that many farmers embrace. And the breakthrough, or the whole thing, started with cotton. They found a way to put a gene in the cotton that boll weevils could not tolerate. And so the cotton plants thrived instead of being denuded by boll weevils. <clears throat> corn and soybeans. Uh, corn was attacked by the European corn borer, an, an invasive species that came, they believe, to the U.S. on the straws of brooms for sweeping the floor. And uh, so they found the, uh, the seed companies 
found a way to put the Bacillus thuringiensis gene mm. in the corn so that uh, instead of spraying it on, many organic farmers use BT spray. Uh, this this bacterium, uh, when, if a corn borer eat it, eats it, it causes the corn, I believe the corn protein, uh, to form a crystal in the tummy of the caterpillar, and the caterpillar can't live there. So uh, they put this in the corn, and it uh, revolutionized the industry because they were able then also, after this technology was developed, instead of um, spraying for weeds, they could use glyphosate, which goes by the brand name of Roundup. Mm-hmm. And glyphosate is unique in that it breaks down in six weeks. Many other pesticides, or herbicides rather, stick around for much longer than that. So uh, GMOs are not the silver bullet. They will not answer all problems, but many farmers have had success uh, with the putting the BT gene in the plant rather than spraying it on. Uh, so nobody wants to overuse pesticides for two reasons. First of all, as you point out, it's potentially very bad for us, mm-hmm. for the environment. The other thing, it costs money. The more you spray, the more the money more you're money spending. Yeah. And, and, now, and, one last thing uh, that he made, an, um, David made a comment about. Yes. Farmers in, uh, in large-scale farms, uh, farms of all sizes, prefer to get the latest seed. They want the, the newest seed. Because people are working very hard to develop more palatable, more nutritious crops. Okay. Where you, I mean, just anecdotally, I remember as a kid how far apart corn stalks could be planted compared with how far apart they could be planted now. Right. And they're much closer together than they used to be because of advances in breeding and this uh, genetic modification technology. So my experience is farmers want the newest seed, keeping last year's seed actually makes you fall behind uh you you're less competitive with other farmers two more things to keep in mind farming is not really natural if you stop farming the forest or whatever it is just for a while takes over it just goes crazy we have 7.4 billion people in the world pretty soon we're going to have 9 10 and 11 uh, 10 billion people in the world they're all going to want to eat something not if i have anything to do with it i'm talking to you little rocket man all right sorry Uh, uh, thank you chuck uh (laughs) mr chuck i didn't So these things are all important to keep in mind. Now, if, as I say all the time, if consumers want organic products, then that will be uh, the free market. The market will take care of that. People, farmers will raise organic crops instead of some other style of crop, and they will be prosperous. So as we did the Netflix show, Bill Nye Saves the World, we had... A woman who's been, a, she says she's a ninth generation farmer from Iowa. Okay. The Rob Fraley, who won the World Food Prize for putting the um, gene in cotton that enabled bow weevils to not eat it, uh, not destroy it. And we had the guy from the Department of Agriculture who studies the economics of genetically modified crops versus standard or old style crops. And he said, the guy from the Department of Agriculture said, it's not that much of an advantage. Like, it's a push. It's a farmer's choice whether to go this way or that way. But the future is going to be more food for more people. You, David the farmer, make the decisions that uh, you feel best about. 
All right, David, uh, we're up against a break, but uh, did that sufficiently answer your question? I don't, I don't want to steamroll you here. I just want to make sure that we have a real discourse. What's happening? Yeah, it's, it just remotely answered it, um, but I know you guys are on a timeline, so I'll let and, you guys go. Well, we appreciate your patience, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do this again, and maybe you guys can talk some more. Carry on. Well, carry on. So what we're going to do right now is take a very brief uh, break, and uh, remember, this is a special live Star Talk radio with none other than Bill Nye. We'll be back very shortly. question you've been waiting to ask have no fear bill nye and chuck nice are here to give you answers just call 877-974-7487 877-974-7487 this is star talk radio live Indeed it is Star Talk Radio Live. I'm Chuck Nice, and I'm sitting here with none other than Bill Nye. Uh, yes, I am here with Chuck. Yeah. I am he. I am Bill. <laughs> and this is weird for you because normally you're the guy who you've done radio for God knows how long. Uh, well, you, I shouldn't say several it like that. Decades. Several decades, yeah. you know. But uh, it's kind of cool that uh, I'm sitting here doing radio, actual live radio with Bill. I Nye. love radio, the most visual medium. <laughs> Look at that rocket. Shh. <laughs> Here comes a steamboat. <laughs> How about that? So for those of you speaking of visual mediums, uh, Bill just got sexy for us. Took off the bow tie and the jacket. And so... Uh, We're stopping there, though, Chuck. Uh, just some information. I'm so yeah. damn disappointed. No, now. you're not. Lead on. <laughs> let's take a question. Yeah, let's lead on. And uh, I'm actually going to take a Facebook Live question. Um, this is from Skipper Coates, who says, Hello, Bill. I'm a science educator. In your opinion, would you like to see teachers focusing on teaching the facts of climate instability? or sh Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell. Your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba. We shift our focus to engineering solutions. Oh, that's interesting because our current Secretary of State believes that we'll engineer our way out of this problem. So that's uh, a great question. Uh, so what we want to do is, as I like to say, everything all at once. So we want to reduce emissions and develop new technologies. Now, keep in mind, everyone, uh, that uh, e even if you're a vegetarian, I, I got it, but you're familiar with this phenomenon, there's a roast in the oven, and you turn the oven off, 
the roast continues to cook for a while. The heat continues to move from the outside to the inside, uh, spreading inward. And so there's a certain amount of climate uh, of warming that's, as we say, baked in, uh, we irreversible into the atmosphere right now. So what we want to do is reduce our emissions to slow that, and then we want to develop new technologies to, uh, to provide three things. Clean water, renewably produced, reliable electricity, and then access to the Internet or whatever the Internet comes to be called in the right. coming decades. Right. With those three things, we could save the world for humankind. You know, the Earth's going to be here no matter what we do. We, I want to save it for me. <laughs> I like your plan, Bill. I like So uh, we want to teach both uh, in school. We want to teach why climate change is happening, the greenhouse effect, and humans' uh, proclivities for burning fossil fuels, and the chemist, a little bit of the chemistry of carbon. It's buried. We're going to unbury it, combine it with oxygen, make carbon dioxide, which makes the world warm. And then we want to talk about the engineering solutions, which involve wind, solar, solar energy, a little bit of geothermal energy, a little bit of tidal energy. With those things, we could change the world. Don't shut down existing nuclear plants. Mm -hmm. And for the nuclear people, proponents, I'm open-minded, of course. But just getting a nuclear plant license takes 15 or 20 years people just don't want it whether right. it's great or not it doesn't make a, a difference it's, people, well, it's, it's uphill it's, it's a, just yeah. a hard thing to get done for, and, for, and for some communities it's just a political poison pill so forget it yes yeah. yes all right let's move on to uh i have to ask this question from uh facebook live uh, and this is mark ostrom who says this so bill what happened after you walked into that elevator full of party girls uh, nothing. So for those of you who didn't see this video on the electric internet. It's awesome. The, the, I was in Las Vegas doing Life is Beautiful, which is a, a concert. Uh, in fact, it was a week before the, the, the shooting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that aside, the elevator door opened and there were four women dancing. I think the modern verb is twerking. Is that, is that kind a of, verb? Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Now, I, as you know, am not a woman, and I'm not young anymore. But young, you do twerk very heart. often. I'm young at heart. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure what the motive was. So their, face, their backs are to the elevator doors. Right. Doors open, four women in, I won't say matching, but thematically similar swimsuits. <laughs> Black and white swimsuits. And then they realized it was Uncle Bill. <laughs> And they, they sort of stopped in their tracks. But I, I'm just not clear on what the activity they were involved in was to start with. So yeah. they're watching themselves in the reflective yes, surface. Yes, that's what they're the, doing. They're watching recording themselves, recording themselves, themselves on their in electric the phone. Right. But are, they, but are we aware that in the Las Vegas elevator, virtually any modern elevator, there's a camera, camera. watching you anyway. Yes. So there's some person there in the security camera department. Monitoring. Stro stroking his or her chin. Uh, or, so anyway, yes, is that what we're calling it now? Well, somebody was wondering what. Well, maybe it's common. I was unfamiliar with this activity, but I, 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 my relationship to these ladies, I believe, would be avuncular. Okay, having I, the characteristics that, of or pertaining. That to, may be your relationship to them, but their relationship to you was not, and they knew exactly who you were, and they were like, "Oh my god!" And so I just, 
you know, I said, greetings, ladies. Uh, carry on. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your time here. <laughs> uh, it looks like you're headed to the pool. Uh, Have great. a lovely uh, afternoon. So, Fantastic. Uh, not much happened beyond that. Fantastic. But it was fascinating to me that everybody, I was in Australia, and newscasters asked me about this video in a few oh, seconds of video. I know, I know. It, yeah, it but it wasn't any doing of mine, people. I just played the I just the door opened, I played the hand I was dealt, I pushed my floor button and encouraged them to uh to continue carry, carry on. on. Carry on. All right, fantastic. So listen, let me just let you guys know. So Eric and Will and Rob, uh we're gonna get to you and Lupe, hopefully we'll get to you and Mike as well. So let's uh, let's continue with our special live Star Talk Radio with Bill Nye and go to Eric in Illinois, who wants to know what Eric. Well, first uh, I want to thank Bill for uh, inspiring me as a as a young person to go into science and uh, go through it all the way through college. Uh, I was actually a high school science teacher for a while. Oh, right on! Um, thank you for your service. Oh, uh, you're very welcome. So uh, my question is, um, what can everyday people do to combat climate change? Well, what I used to say was vote. Voting is the most important thing we can do uh, to establish new policies, new regulations that we need. Now, regulations, everybody, are now perfectly analogous to a machine. This is to say, if you, the machine to do whatever it's going to do, you want it to have all the parts it needs, but no more. You don't want it to have any extra parts, and you also don't want it to not have enough parts. It won't work. So when it comes to regulations, we want all the regulations we need and no more. And so uh, voting is how regulations are established. Now, of course, yes, of course, uh, it's great to not throw away recyclable water bottles. Do you drive an electric? Do you dr own a car, Eric? I do. It's it's a company vehicle. Um, I've I, suggested for years that they switch to uh, you know hybrid. Anyway, or electric after vehicle. you have an electric car, you'll never go back. Do you own a house? I do. So the single biggest thing you can do to save energy is to replace the windows with modern windows. It's so a very true. expensive bunch of messing around. But Bill, it pays for itself. It does pay for itself. It's surprisingly <laughs> quickly, less than ten years, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, Ten years, I know if you're a young person, sounds like a long time, but in homeowning, it's sort of a day at the office. And the whole th the thing that's surprising to everybody until you stop and think about it is everything every single one of us does affects everyone on Earth. Well, Wait a minute. Because we all share the air. There is nobody that you're going to interact with actively who's not breathing. not breathing this yeah, stuff. And so every time you can conserve or not put carbon dioxide or unburned methane in the atmosphere, uh, that's good for everyone on Earth. So literally turn out the lights in the room when you're not in it. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. If everybody turns out every light that doesn't need to be on, we would probably have a substantial amount, I'm going to say shooting from the hip, four times as much electricity for free it, if it, we did that one thing. It's the coral approach. The coral approach. The coral approach. Yeah, it's tiny, tiny little creatures. Little zoazantheli. Zoazantheli. Doing their coral thing. That's right. And, and then you get a giant reef. That's right, collectively. But, a huge reef. But every one so, of them, just tiny yes, little, yes, tiny, 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 little tiny, tiny, tiny corals. Yes. Doing just their thing. Making uh, little shells. Yes. What are we building? We should build something. Mm. Uh. <laughs> 
All right, let's move on because uh, we're running out of time. We are up against it. And let's go to uh, Rob from Ontario, Canada, who wants to know what. Rob, say hello to Bill. Hey, Bill. How's it going? I grew up watching your show. Huge fan. Uh, TV uh, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. The crawl space we, we, we with have, Kevin we and Patty. The internet here in Canada now. Give them my best. Anyway, you have a question about uh, yep. global warming. Yeah, so uh, just as uh, some context, so there's been a lot of documentaries recently regarding uh, animal agriculture and uh, contribute, contribution of methane gas to the atmosphere. And I'm just curious if you can clarify, what is the more significant uh, contributor to global warming, uh, methane or carbon dioxide? Oh, it's you guys, do respect. Methane is more powerful as a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide, but there's much, 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 much more carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm than methane. So uh, I'm not saying that animal husbandry or uh, agriculture isn't a significant uh, contributor to global climate change. But if you're asking this or that, carbon dioxide is the big one. This is, okay. you guys, this, I don't make this rule. It's just how it is, everybody. And um, if you watch the film, Bill Nye Science Guy, which I had no creative control over, you can see Dr. Jim White from the University of Colorado who points out that greenhouse gases or warming the world, that's what they do, that's all they do, that's what he says. And he also goes on to say that he believes in God, and he's a very deeply religious guy, but nevertheless, carbon dioxide and methane cause uh, keep the world warmer than it would be without them. So there you have it. Okay. Hey, thank you. Hey, Rob. Th- I mean, um, Rob, thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Lupe in Texas, who wants to know about education. Lupe, say hello to Bill Nye. Uh, hello, Mr. Knight. What is it going to take? Because I see, like, our state here in Texas where the educational system is really going away from science. But, I mean, for all the problems we create for ourselves here on this planet, I know we can solve them through science and conservation. But without, how, we, how do we get to the point where we're actually applying that versus just talking about it? Well, first of all, you listen to Star Talk. I think that's the most important thing you could. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, be raising hear- raising awareness is really important. And I, I, as I say all the time, if you want to do something about climate change, I'm not kidding, everybody. If we were talking about it, if we were talking about it the way we talk about the president's tweets, or we talk about whatever became of these uh, soldiers in Niger. If we were talking about climate change, the way we talk about those issues, or uh, the latest thing with uh, Hollywood and um, uh, the interaction of men and women there, if we were talking about climate change the way we talk about those things, we'd be getting her done. We'd be getting her done. Getting her done. And so this is an opportunity, you guys, to uh, raise awareness. And if you have people in your life, I can imagine in Texas especially, you have people who don't want to accept the reality or consequence of climate change. Ask them why. Why don't you believe that? What makes you think the evidence from the ice cores, uh, what just happened with Hurricane Harvey and uh, all this are not, or Irma, are not uh, real and dangerous things? What, what is it that, that gets you, that makes you think this isn't happening? So, everybody, the evidence scientifically is overwhelming. We just have this extraordinary circumstance where the fossil fuel industry has been successful in introducing the idea that plus or minus 2% is somehow the same as plus or minus 100%. 
So talk about it, Lupe. Talk about it with your friends. Get out there, Lupe. Save the world. There you go. Get out there and be safe, Lupe. So listen, here's what I'm going to do here because we are up against the end of it. Is it the lightning round? It's not even a lightning round. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, Will, you grew up with Bill. You've been waiting for him for, uh, for 27 minutes. Just say hello to Bill Nye for me. Will, Will, are you there? Will. I'm here. I'm here. Just say hello to hey, Bill. I, can't, I don't have time for your question. Just say hello to Bill, please. Uh, Sorry, buddy. God. Okay. Hey, well, here's Bill. what's happened, uh, Will. You grew up watching my show. What do I recommend to kids today? There's all bunch of people emerging on the internet uh, that are doing the same sort of thing. Uh, uh, Derek Muller, uh, physics girl Diana Cowern, space gal Emily Calandrelli. And ASAP Science, those people are emerging, uh, filling the role that the Science Guys show filled in a different media era. Take it, Chuck. Fantastic. And listen, Mike from Long, and thank you, Will, and thank you for your patience and holding. Mike, you've been holding for a long time, too, and uh, please say hello to Bill. You cannot ask your question, but say hello to Bill. Hey, Bill. What do I think people, why do I think people don't accept scientific truths? We're chipping away. Look how popular Star Talk is. Turn it up loud, everyone. There you go, Mike. Thanks for hanging in there and being so patient. We really appreciate you. So listen, this has been a special Star Talk Live Radio with Bill Nye. My name is Chuck Nice. Thank you for being with us. I want to let you know that if you want to know about the film, please go to BillNyeFilm.com. Right on, Chuck. And uh, also want to let you know that everything that you would like to find about Star Talk Radio, whether it is Star Talk, Star Talk Playing with Science, which is a sports and science mashup show, or... Um, Star Talk All Stars can be found at StarTalkAllAccess.com. And uh, I am going to say goodbye, but I'm going to let Bill Nye have the final word. Uh, thanks for listening to Star Talk, you all. Working together, we can embrace the process of science, reach a common understanding, and dare I say it, save the world! Oh, we have 30 seconds. <laughs> wow. Uh, the way Chuck introduced that, I thought we were out of time. But everybody, thanks for listening. Check out the film. I had no creative control. Uh, check out uh, uh, the Netflix show, Bill Nye Saves the World. We made 12 more. Do you know why we made 12? Why? I don't know. That's what Netflix is numbered. They're there very you secretive. Go. But they should start before the holidays, and you should watch them the, the rest of your life. It'll be fantastic. Thank you for listening. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.